Welcome to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast with your host, Alicia McCormack. Alicia will keep you on budget and on track so you can plan your big date without the big price tag. I am always so delighted to have a co-host. Oh, well, actually, this is officially my first co-host person here for the Q&A episodes. I would like a big warm welcome from everyone out there, from Lindsay from womengettingmarried.com. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. I've really been enjoying your podcast and I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, such a pleasure to have you on board. I want to reciprocate here and say I love your blog and especially your Facebook posts. They always light up my day. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. That's so sweet. Oh, so much, so much to uh, post, so much to, I repost your stuff all the time. I'm like a little Lindsay stalker. Uh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get to know you, Lindsay. When did you start the blog and why? So I started the blog casually in um, probably like end of 2009 after I got engaged. Um, and I just felt like there was so much information that I had to learn, you know, as every, you know, bride to be does. Um, so you almost have to become like an expert in the field when you have absolutely no experience. So as I was like going to look at venues or looking at bridesmaids dresses or trying to hunt for invitations, I, um, I just started documenting it and I've worked, I've worked online for about 12 years now. So, you know, after a few years of doing this blog, um, and, you know, seeing it grow, I just thought, you know what, I like now's really the time to do it, kind of jump all in, um, and do it full time. So I just started doing it full time, um, later last year. Congratulations. Cause you've had, I mean, I, I did do a little cyber stalking. You've had a pretty, <laughs> without sounding like I'm a weirdo, you know, you've had some great editing jobs over the years. So it's amazing to see that you have now, you know, jumped in and done your own thing. Yeah, it's been great. You know, um, I started off in the magazine world. I, um, I was a staff writer at Rolling Stone. So I was kind of like in the, in the entertainment space for a really long time. And then I went into the parenting space, um, and kind of weddings. It was kind of in reverse order, right? So I did like <laughs> parenting and then the wedding site. But, um, yeah, it's been, it's been great because I was able to learn a lot from those jobs and apply them to the site. And it's really just been, you know, it's my passion. So I'm so excited to get the opportunity to do it. Well, and I think it, it really does come through in your writing as well that you're passionate and, and you've got a, a really authentic voice, which I think, um, you know, a lot of the times I speak to a lot of bloggers and that, that is what really really ties the success to get together and makes it happen is when you can actually sort of hear the person that's writing and connect with them. So I, I definitely think that's something that's you've got massively going for you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, I just try to, you know, it's as if you're helping a friend who's getting married and that's kind of the way I try to write the post. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. It's fun, right? I mean, that's what you got to do. It's, it's such a fun time period that, yeah. you know, it's stressful, but just always think of it as fun. I like to say, I always say, I like the listeners to think of me as Switzerland. I'm like the neutral friend. <laughs> right, right, right. But it's not going to tell you that you hate, that they hate something yeah. or they hate to do this. Yeah. But Switzerland with a bit of a heavy hand sometimes going, don't you take anyone else's crap? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Lindsay, I thought we would start because we haven't, I haven't had a co-host on my Q&A episodes. I've written a couple of little, I'm going to call it the McCormack Mad Minute. 
Now, okay. it's it's a couple of questions that I thought we'd just hit it hard, get to know you, and just figure out where you stand on a couple of wedding-related issues. So if you are ready to go, I'm going to start the clock. Okay, fun. Here we go. Lindsay, okay. your favorite beauty product? Uh, mascara. Oh, me too. What's your brand, du jour? So I'm really into this uh, line called 100% Pure. Oh, that um, it's all natural mascara. It's made of like fruit pigments. It's, you know, kind of hippy dippy, but I really like it. Oh, I will have to Google. I'll add it to my yes. show notes because I love yeah. mascara is also my favorite product. I'm obsessed. And I think We're like I've, twins. Oh, please. <laughs> I love it. Look, I'm a bit of a fan of the Clinique. Um, I've got the, the high impact. I keep going oh, back yes. to that one. But They're oh, great. They are great. And over all the years of doing television, it, whenever a makeup artist would be doing my makeup, I would be the only question I'd say is, what mascara are you using? What's going on? <laughs> right. You'd get their like tricks. Yeah, yeah. That one's awesome. Yeah. And sometimes it would be really cheap and you'd go, oh, you know, and other times they would be using something really expensive that I would never spend the money on. Right. Uh, eBay. <laughs> eBay or Etsy? Etsy. Oh, do you have a favorite thing that you've purchased on Etsy? So I actually got my wedding invitations on Etsy and I think they are such a great resource for really cool designers mm. um, that are usually um, a bit less expensive than, you know, if you went to kind of a more higher end, um, you know, boutique store. So I love Etsy for everything wedding related, but especially wedding invitations. Oh, totally. Me too. And I think it's really nice. I've got an episode coming up on Etsy and I think it's really nice to, to be able to support artists as well that it. Oh, cool making a living out of it oh yeah absolutely i think etsy is like the best thing ever yeah and if if in doubt if you're diying and you're freaking out this is my i should put this on a t-shirt a shirt <laughs> diy without the y and just pretend yeah. you did it it is kind of like diy right like you're you're researching you're investigating yeah. and let yeah. someone else have the glue gun uh, yeah. <laughs> are you a podcast listener and if you are do you have favorite shows if you're not no judgment so I'm actually not yet. I mean, I've listened to your amazing um, oh. podcast, but other ones like Serial and everything else that like other friends are into, I haven't started listening to yet. And that's my goal for, for 2015 is to really get into that. I'm so proud of you. And I think, you know, it's one of those things, once you get started, you'll never stop because I always say there's so many different topics that people cover that you just, you know, it's overwhelming. My phone is full. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what everybody says. And, um, I feel like it's just kind of this untapped thing that I've been totally ignoring. It'll be and like, I need to get into it. It'll be just like Christmas podcast, Christmas when you log on. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. With weddings, a band or a DJ? Oh, you know, that's a tough one. Um, we went with a DJ because we couldn't find a band that we loved. Mm. And, but looking back on it, I actually kind of wish that we had a band. Ooh. Um, I, w I was talking to somebody not that long ago. It was a guy that had been to 20 weddings last year. So he's like, I feel like he needs to be my next guest. <laughs> yes, I have his car. You can talk to him. I yes. met him one night when I was out. And, um, so he was talking. And I was like, you know, what's the um, your biggest kind of takeaway from all these weddings that you've been to? And he said, a band is the most like important thing. He thought that it made always made uh, the wedding more fun. Oh, well, that's good feedback. And look, if he's been to 20 weddings in a year, bless. That's oh. that's a lot of weddings. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And it's a huge financial investment. Oh, my gosh. 
Oh, I know. He was talking about how much money he'd spent last year. And I was like, that's crazy. That is kooky. Oh, yeah. He must be a really good friend to be invited to so many weddings. I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) If you were to get married again tomorrow, what would you change, if anything? Um, I definitely think the band would be one of them. I would do that. Um, That's a good question. I really wouldn't change anything else, probably. Like, looking back, I feel like... I did what I wanted. I did it on a budget. And yeah, I don't think I, you know what I would maybe do? I would maybe invite my, we didn't have any kids at the wedding because there's so many kids in both of our families that I just thought it was going to be overwhelming. But looking back, I probably would have invited all the kids. Oh, that's quite, that's, I love that answer because see, we didn't have any kids either. And I probably don't regret not, I don't regret not inviting the kids, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. I'm an awful person. But uh, <laughs> I just wish time would have gone a bit slower, to be honest, at our wedding because I feel like there's oh, yeah. just so much. I mean, everyone says this and it's such a cliche, but there's just so much that I wish I could have done, like talk to people. And I did spend a lot of time on the dance floor, which I do not regret. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, it's so to the best. I kicked the shoes off. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Got down oh. and dirty. Here I we- know. That's so fun. <laughs> Cake or booze? Mm. Wow. I hate that I'm making you choose. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would have to say booze because I didn't really, I mean, I tasted our wedding cake and it was great, but I mean, I definitely, you know, had some, had some booze. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) Totally agree. I'm booze all the way. But I do love cake. Kindle, or would you prefer a physical book? Hmm. I would say a physical book. Yeah, there's something nice. I mean, I'm a big Kindle reader, but I do drop I, – I read it in bed and then obvi- and drop it on myself too often. But physical books that are nice, isn't it, to have that smell? Mm, yeah, it's so nice. And especially working online, even if you don't work online, we're just online all the time. So it's oh. nice to not have a device in your hand and to kind of put it down and, you know, just put a regular light on and read a book and just – just kind of relax and get away from it for a little while. And it's pretty nice when you're working your way through an actual book, you know, at the bottom of the Kindle. And I do love Kindle. And my book's available on Kindle if I can just do a little plug there, Lindsay. Ooh. But, uh, <laughs> that wasn't on purpose. But, you know, at the bottom <laughs> of the Kindle, you see it, the little um, the time, what is it called? You know, the percentage. Oh, goes. yeah, yeah. But there's something nice about actually holding the book and getting to the end and then feeling satisfied, putting it down, going, I read that. <laughs> Yeah, or feeling sad and being like, "Oh, I'm so sad that book is over." Oh, I hate the book. I hate the book regret. The end of book regret. I know. I know. It's so sad. Here you go. This isn't on my list, but I need to ask you: What are you reading at the moment? I am actually um, currently reading *The Confederacy of Dunces*. Oh, um, classic. It's a it's a book that my husband um, just finished, and um, so I've started reading it. But I have to say, I mean, it's it's a great book, but I um, actually just finished a series before that that I was really into um, about Josephine Bonaparte, oh. um, Napoleon Bonaparte's wife. Yeah. And it's a whole series. If you're into kind of, it's like just romantic, and but it's also like, um, you know, it's kind of autobiographical in a way, but clearly it's not from her. I, it's just a great book series. Great. I love a book recommendation. I'm going to add both of those to the show notes. 
There you go. Yes. <laughs> Straight away. Look at this. We've already started. We're already, time is escaping us, but we need to get to some questions. I could talk to you all day about other things. I know. <laughs> I think we'll head straight into some questions. We are doing the Q&A episode of the Save the Date Wedding podcast. Lindsay from womangettingmarried.com is my very special co-host. She'll be back straight after this. It is Q&A Thursday, I suppose, the days, but you might be listening to it on a Tuesday. You might be listening to it in 2044. I have no idea, but this is the Save the Date Wedding podcast. Lindsay is my guest. She's from womangettingmarried.com. She's a super blogger. She knows a lot more about weddings than I do, which is why I've got her on to answer your wedding questions. Now, we've got, I've had a bit of a double barrel uh, email from a listener called Melissa. We connected on Twitter and then she said, I'm going to send you an email and she did it. So thank you, Melissa, very much for doing that. Lindsay, are you ready for Melissa's questions? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Now, the first one was more of a statement, but I've turned it into a question because it was quite long. But she says, Alicia, I have seven bridesmaids. And then she's written in capitals, seven. Oh, my God. Don't ask me how this happened. Now, I have cut a bit of this because I don't want to implicate Melissa in bad vibes with her other <laughs> bridesmaids. She said, perhaps a few of them are obligation bridesmaids. She's been listening to the podcast. I love talking about obligation guests, bridesmaids, whoever. You know, I, I, I'm really against the obligation people, but she's asked them now. She can't take it back. Right. She says, I like all of these ladies and everything would be fine and dandy if they weren't driving me crazy. I tried to make dresses easy for everyone by giving them some guidelines and having them choose a dress that they might like to wear again. She then basically goes on to say, they've now all chosen dresses that are totes in a probes. Oh, no. And she said, what the hell do I do? <gasps> Melissa, 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 what are we going to do with you? What do you think, Lindsay? What, how do we help her solve this wow. problem? Oh, <laughs> that's really tough. So I'm assuming they've already bought the dresses. Yes. Now, she did say if further in the email, you know, that she, she thinks that she should maybe take the power back. And I tend to agree Maybe it's she should put a foot down. So I think that she has two options. Yeah. The first option that's going to be the easiest probably in terms of her relationship with these women is to just buy cute little cardigans for them and make Ooh. them all match. And maybe if the dresses are inappropriate, it'll be a way to cover them up and also tie them all together if they're drastically different. Great. That's a great option. So she, she could get cardigans, really cute little cardigans in like, um, you know, a light gray or a black, depending on the color of the dress or, you know, a, like a blush color, um, just a way to tie them together. So it's almost like they're just wearing skirts and cardigans. I like that. Or a pashmina perhaps as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yes. something that'll tie together, but cover up their dress at the same time. That's a great idea. And what if, and the, then, what if they're totes into probes lengthwise? How do we fix oh. that? Oh. Maybe I'm jumping the gun. <gasps> <laughs> well, she can probably go and ask whoever's is too short to get it taken down. Say, oh, I'm trying to keep them the same length. Um, you know, I would love to pay to get this dress, um, uh, you know, taken down a bit and altered. So that way the person, the bridesmaid isn't um, kind of put out more money mm. and um, she can kind of get the link that she wants. Um, so that's one option. It's not the best, but that's one option. Um, I would say another one too, you know, if she really hates the dresses and it's going to really make her upset, 
I think she would just have a conversation with them and say, you know, I've kind of changed my mind. Another, you know, thing that we could do is do you have any, you know, like pink colored dresses at home that you already have or, you know, or gray or something that is neutral that they already own that maybe she can look at? I mean, every girl owns a little black dress. Oh, if you don't, you should. Yeah, and black is actually one of those um, um, bridesmaid dress colors that I think is totally underrated and looks so chic, especially if you have like a white bouquet, a really light color bouquet. Oh, lovely. That's really lovely. I, I had black flights. I just said to my girls, wear your favorite black dress because I always think everyone yeah. has a dress that makes them feel really sassy. It's not always black, but you know, you've got that favorite dress in your wardrobe. So maybe that's the solution. And as you said, that, that oh, contrast could be really sexy and lovely. Yeah, you know, you're, you're exactly right. Everybody has a little black dress or should. If they don't, they should. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a great option is to just have them all wear black. Yeah. And say, hey, you can wear it again and yeah. keep your legs where they're supposed to be and not on, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's uncomfortable for everybody, that situation. So I definitely feel her pain. Mm. And Melissa did say that she's having a Jewish wedding. So I thought this is going to sound wrong, but you could pull the religion card and say, hey, you can't yeah. wear those skirts, you know, in the synagogue. In temple. In temple. Exactly. Is it? Oh my yeah. gosh. Have I just made a terrible Jewish faux pas? I need to get my... <laughs> I need to get, I had Karen Cinnamon from the, the blog Smashing the Glass on. She, it's a Jewish <laughs> wedding uh, blog, fabulous blog. And I said to her at the beginning, I have to say, I'm really bad with my social faux pas. Please correct me. <laughs> <laughs> and I got through the whole episode, she said, without offending anyone. So that was really nice. <laughs> it's not offensive at all. Thank um, you. But I think that that's a great card to pull and definitely say, you know, oh, these dresses are too short to wear in temple. Great. See, Melissa, we're solving your problems. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I needed Lindsay to come and say it properly, but we really did solve. That's one down. Okay. <laughs> now, the second one's a little heavier, but we'll, okay. find, we'll find the light tone in it here. It, Melissa also writes, oh, okay, get ready. A friend of my fiancé's family, right, has had a pretty open affair going on for over 10 years and always brings his mistress to parties and events. Oh, oh, wow. His family wants us to invite her instead of his wife. But as a woman about to become a wife, yes, myself, and make vows of love and fidelity, I'm not really comfortable with inviting someone and their mistress. I told them that if it's not the wife, it's no one. Am I wrong? His family is okay with him bringing his mistress? This is weird. I, ah, Melissa. That is so strange and crazy. I agree. I feel like it's... I mean, every family, if we've all watched Revenge or any of these shows, we know every family has dark secrets, but we don't bring them out and say, let's parade them around. No. I mean, they should at least be hiding it. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to be a jerk, at least put it under the table. Yeah, don't be up front. I don't know which one's worse, though. Maybe maybe it's better to just be out in the open with it. I mean, I read this instantly and went, oh, no, 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 Melissa, you are totally right. This should be, you know, you want to, you've got principles and you want to stand by them. I mean, what about the poor wife? Is she not expecting a, is she not expecting an invitation? Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. She, you know what? I think her option is she tells him, look, you either invite your wife or don't come. I agree. I think she's got to stand by her rights here and stand by her her beliefs. And and I totally back you, Melissa. Lindsay and I back you. Yes, absolutely. It's crazy. 
It's so crazy. I feel really bad for her on that one. But you know what? I think it's important not to stress about it and, you know, just tell them that and then just forget about it. Totally agree. And if they've got a problem, it's their problem, not yours. Yeah, exactly. It's not hers. Um, see, Melissa, we've solved two problems, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> we are like world leaders. Ah, <laughs> uh, the wedding world leaders. Here we are. We're a little bit on ourselves for doing that. Alicia loves new friends. Follow her on Twitter at the handle SaveTheDatePC. Lindsay, do you get people writing questions to you and asking these sort of these sort of moral for your moral standpoints when it comes to weddings, or is it more just how do I make this work? No, I'm jealous that I don't get these great <laughs> questions. Um, no, my questions are mostly um, based on people desperate to to find wedding venues, which is what I try to concentrate on. Yes. Um, so I I try to help brides find venues and their budget and their guest count. And, um, you know, kind of the vibes they're looking for. So that's mostly the questions that I get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't get those awesome questions. Well, well, let's, well, look, you can come along and answer more of them whenever you like. <laughs> Cause I get stumped and then worry if I'm giving people the wrong advice and ruining their weddings. So. <laughs> Hey, talking about venues, I did an episode a couple of weeks ago where I was talking about Airbnb and uh, a new website called The Hitched. Hitched. Yes. Yeah, and I did I say that right? Gosh, I hope I haven't got their yes. name because I do love it. What yes. do you think about these sort of new alternative uh, ways to find wedding venues? Oh, I think they're amazing. I think that renting a kind of destination um uh, venue via Airbnb um, or VRBO is just a great idea because you can also kind of figure out where you want to get married destination wise. And then you can kind of plan your honeymoon around that also. Ooh, that's a great idea. So if guests leave, you can stay in that, you know, in that house for a few days later, or there's just so many options that you can do. So I think it's a great idea. And it's also, I think, sometimes looking, especially on the hitch, I was sort of surfing around and they give breakdowns of the venue if it's a, an actual wedding venue or if it's a private house as well, of breakdowns of taxes and all the rest. And it, it is often a lot cheaper. I didn't really realize that. Yeah, it is. And we um, we love to do the cost breakdowns for venues on our site because yes. I think it's so important. So many venues just kind of keep that information secret. So it's great to be able to, you know, just to kind of make it easier for readers and for bride-to-bes and, you know, couples to kind of get all that information they need. And I think it is definitely less expensive to rent a um, either Airbnb or there's a state rentals um, that you can also do. Um, it can be tough if you have a larger guest count. I think that if you do rent one of those venues that it's best to keep it on the smaller side because then otherwise you're having to bring in a lot of things like, yeah. you know, catering kitchens and stuff like that. So if you keep it smaller, the costs are definitely going to stay down. I'm just looking at some of your, um, your listings that you've sort of put up recently and they are great. The breakdowns are so handy because you don't think you're right about, about the cost of, of how much a commercial kitchen, if you find this amazing warehouse or something, how much a commercial kitchen can actually cost and the time and the, and the effort it can be to, to incorporate that into a venue. It can be hardcore. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you're talking about to set up a catering kitchen, it can be at least a few thousand dollars, mm. um, if not more. So the more you can keep that cost down, the better. 
are they, is that one of the biggest, when you're looking at venues, is that one of the biggest sort of costs that you think, the hidden costs that you wouldn't immediately think of when you're finding one of these cool kitsch venues that you go, yes, it's a tent in the middle of the, the <laughs> woods. It'll only cost $300 to rent. And then you're $40,000 later. Yeah, because then you have to bring in restrooms, you know, and oh. then you have to bring in all of these supplies and then you have to shuttle guests in and you're, you're you know, for what might be, you know, a thousand dollars, um, for a venue and you're thinking, Oh, that's a great deal. Uh, by the time that you start adding all that stuff up, you're talking about another $15,000. Oh my goodness. Just, I just, yeah, I just hemorrhaged. Crazy. That's terrible. It's a lot of money. It is. It is. It's really crazy. Um, so that's why it is so important to be able to see the price of venues to see, you know, if you can afford it. Yeah. And then you do do that very well. And there is like so many beautiful, beautiful venues listed on womangettingmarried.com. Like it's, it's makes me want to get married. I say this every week. It makes me want to get married all over again. And Rich just shivers when I say that all the time. I'm I like, know. <laughs> I know. I mean, there are some amazing venues and we actually only choose, I only choose the venues that I would consider getting married at. So we kind of sift through all the stuff, you know, we're not paid for by the you know, the venues, they don't submit their own listings. We actually go out and find these venues um, and report on them. So they're really handpicked by us. I love that. And it's also good because you find places that I think a lot of people wouldn't necessarily go to, you know, straight away. And I think that's nice that it's not just the same five venues that you're seeing rehashed all over the place. Yeah, exactly. We really do try to, um, to pick, you know, unique venues that, that aren't like a wedding factory. Yes. Oh, wedding factory. That's a good... (laughs) We don't like them. Forget it. No. I've got a really quick question from Casey. She tweeted saying, oh, I think we've all experienced this. How do we get over post-wedding blues? Mm. I know. Were you sad after your wedding? (laughs) I felt, actually, it was weird. I, I was thinking about this after reading Casey's question. I felt sad for the fact that, you know, it was the big hype and it was really worth the hype. I didn't feel sad. I didn't miss the planning and the, the slight yeah. stress that I felt. And we did take on a lot of extra work. And I think if I asked myself the question that I asked you earlier about what I would change, and that would be maybe not be quite as tight ass as we were and have thrown <laughs> in a couple of extra thousand dollars to not have to do things like pick up crockery the day before the wedding. You know, like we oh, did. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So true. And- <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, the planning part is definitely something that you don't miss when you're done with it. You're like, oh, I can throw all of these notebooks out and just get rid of it. And so, but I honestly think that the best way to get over the blues is to go on a fabulous honeymoon. Oh, totally. And use, and even if I I keep saying to people going and they're saying, oh, we can't afford a honeymoon, get a honeymoon gift registry and do it that way. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, do something local. Like you can take time off of work and, you know, stay in a local hotel and kind of have a staycation is another way. Oh, I love that because there's so many people that live in big cities. I mean, I live in London and there's so much of London we haven't seen that we just try and say, all right, this weekend we're going to go to that part of the place that we've never noticed before. So I... Oh yeah. I mean, London is such a great honeymoon destination unto itself. So just don't come. Just don't come in the middle of winter. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) London tourism is probably going, Alicia, that's rude. (laughs) It's a great winter city. 
<laughs> we nearly have to wind it up, but I have a question I would like to end our little Q&A episode with you, Lindsay. And that is, I saw this online today and I thought I'm going to steal this because it's a fantastic podcast question. And that is, if you had uh, to marry your partner where you first met, where would that wedding take place? Oh, so we met at work. Um, (laughs) pretty exciting yeah we would have a wedding by the water cooler and it would not be awesome (laughs) (laughs) an office wedding I'm sure there have been plenty of office weddings would there oh god everything's god that would be terrible can you imagine (laughs) if you had to get married in your office if you have gotten married or you're getting married in an office or your workplace tweet us (laughs) we're desperate to hear (laughs) Yes, please let me know. <laughs> we want to know. I love themed weddings. Maybe, yeah. I don't know if that's a theme we want to go down, but if you've done it, please let us know because I know we'd both be interested. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, such a pleasure to have you uh, co-host the Save the Date Wedding podcast today. You have been a perfect guest. Oh, thank you so much. You're so much fun and I love your podcast and um, thanks for having me. Oh my goodness. Please come back and do this again. Let's make it a, let's make it another date. I will. I love that. Hey. All right. You can get all the information about womangettingmarried.com. Well, about well, at, at that website. I've just said it. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow Lindsay. At, um, your Twitter account is womangetting. Yes, it is. They wouldn't let me put the married in there. Oh, well, my you know, my name, Alicia McCormack, is far too long. So on Twitter, I'm Alicia McCormack without the A, and I think it works against me. But, you know, you've got to go with what you've got to go with. I know. I know. Come on, Twitter. <laughs> Add an extra couple of letters for us. We need it. Yeah. I don't know why they can't. <laughs> Anything else to plug, Lindsay? I The world is your oyster. <laughs> no, I mean, just, you know, I'd love if you're getting married, visit the site, especially if you're looking for a wedding venue. Um, we'd love to help you. She would. She so would. And honestly, I've just spent some time looking this afternoon and again, as I said, there's, there's a couple of castle style places I'd like to get married at again. So Richard... Oh. Hold on to your horses. I feel like <laughs> there may be another wedding coming. He will kill me. <laughs> Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Alicia. For today's show notes, discount links, and more, visit savethedatepodcast.com. Save time and money with the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. <laughs>